Hello, I'm Chris Biddle and welcome to episode 101 of Inside AgriTurf. Thank you for joining me. Now, following the airing of episode 100, that highly entertaining walk through the remarkable career of Keith Christian, the retiring director of BAGMA, as the British Agricultural and Garden Machinery Association, of course, I have been uh, taking a break to assess the podcast stats over the past couple of years. Now, I do hope Keith is enjoying his retirement, travelling the highways and byways in his new caravan, and I'm sure if you pass him on the road, you'll give him a cheery wave and a loud honk on the horn if, as you finally get past. First, though, can I thank you all for the tremendous support you've given the podcast, which is still attracting healthy downloads, even though I've not published a new episode for over four weeks. There have been over 50 downloads in the past seven days of a range of episodes from the back catalogue, which demonstrates that new listeners are discovering inside AgriTurf all the time. The podcasts and podcast production is growing apace. Worldwide, there are reckoned to be 2 million podcasts covering every topic under the sun. Now, that sounds a lot. It's not when you consider that there are 37 million YouTube channels and 82 million tracks on Spotify. But of course, the beauty of a niche podcast like Inside AgriTurf is that it provides a specialist insight into industries that receive little or no regular courage on, shall we call it, mainstream media. As I take this break, I'm working to incorporate a number of listener enhancements, largely as a result of new features recently introduced by Captivate, my excellent podcast hosting company. So I look forward to telling you more before the launch of a new season of Inside AgriTurf in a few weeks. But in the meantime, I will be putting out a few new episodes during these summer months, reacting to important stories that will impact on land-based engineering, or indeed society as a whole, like the subject of this episode. In those moments of navel-gazing, when we try and make sense of our mission in life, for why we do what we do, we might ask about the role of those involved in the agriturf machinery sector. What are land-based engineers put on earth to do? It is no exaggeration to say that land-based engineering holds the key to the supply of food to meet the demands of a rapidly growing world population. But as the saying goes, they are not making land anymore. In other words, land-based engineering is pivotal to producing more from less, with increasingly innovative labour-saving machines and new technologies. Highly talented engineers are in a race against time to develop solutions to meet the demand for food. So, what do we make of the headline in today's Times, that's the London Times, which reads, Two years to save the world. And for once, we are not considering the impact of climate change. The focus is on the potential impact of AI. That's not artificial insemination, but artificial intelligence, which has actually been around for some while. The first AI conference was held in 1956, 
and it was steadily developed to a point in 1997 when a supercomputer, Deep Blue, designed by IBM, defeated Garry Kasparov, the world champion chess player, in a match played under tournament conditions. Since when, AI has invaded many aspects of life, but we have seemingly reached a point where governments are seriously concerned about deadly dangers if we fail to control the technology. Just as computers have made everyday life much more convenient, the rise of social media has spawned considerable misuse, spreading falsehoods and unregulated content to ruin lives and impact on mental health, Used responsibly, it's a terrific communication medium, but sadly, that is often outweighed by the negatives. Now the experts are warning that AI could create new recipes for bioweapons or to launch large-scale cyber attacks. Matt Clifford, the UK government advisor on AI, says in that Times article that AI systems are becoming powerful enough to kill many humans. That sounds very scary stuff indeed. So I thought I would uh, dip my toe into using one of the, what they call, chat bots. Launched uh, in November 2022, ChatGPT, which stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, is designed to understand and generate human-like text based on the subject or question you ask it. It is worth noting that it currently only searches online information up to the end of 2021. So what I did was to establish three responders, a man, Aidan, a woman, Aileen, and a child, Amy. And I posed questions specifically about land-based engineering. The responses appear as text on chat and GPT. And then I applied the read aloud feature in appropriate voices so I could record them for this podcast. You cannot edit the text it produces, so what you hear is the actual responses. And if you are unhappy with the responses you get, then you can regenerate them. You can make them less serious and you can limit the word count and also produce some really engaging responses as you are here. So let's go. So, Aidan, Aileen, and of course, Amy, welcome. Now, I'd like to know more about land-based engineering. So, Aidan, first, uh, what do you understand by the term land-based engineering? Land-based engineering in the UK is a fascinating field that focuses on designing, constructing, and maintaining machinery and equipment used in agriculture, gardening, forestry, and construction. It involves applying engineering principles to create innovative machines that help with various outdoor activities. Land-based engineers play a crucial role in developing and improving machines like tractors, combine harvesters, and other specialized equipment used in farming, gardening, and forestry. They use their skills in mechanical and electrical engineering to ensure these machines are efficient, reliable, and safe to use. Additionally, land-based engineers focus on maintaining and repairing machinery, ensuring it works properly and is safe for operators. They stay updated on the latest technological advancements and help implement safety regulations to protect both people and the environment. 
Land-based engineering is vital for the UK's agricultural and forestry sectors, supporting food production, land management, and environmental sustainability. It offers exciting career opportunities for those who enjoy working with machines, problem-solving, and making a positive impact on the world around them. Many thanks. I, I think I get all that, but uh, we are really trying to engage the interest of young people. So, Aileen, how would you present the opportunities and indeed the benefits of a career in land-based engineering to an audience of school children or at a careers fair? Land-based engineering is an amazing adventure where you get to unleash your skills and imagination to craft, construct, and care for incredible machines used in farming, gardening, and construction. It's like being a master problem solver and a brilliant inventor for the great outdoors. Picture this, you have a gigantic field or a magical garden, and you need machines that can work wonders seeding, watering, and harvesting with a touch of enchantment. That's where land-based engineers step in. They are the dream weavers who conjure up mighty tractors, supercharged harvesters, and other mind-boggling gadgets that make farming and gardening an absolute delight. But wait, there's more. These wizard-like engineers ensure that these machines operate with safety and oodles of efficiency. They unravel the secrets of how different parts fit together, master the art of fixing things when they go bonkers, and transform the machines into extraordinary marvels. Oh, and did I mention they have a superpower? They possess the unique ability to protect and preserve the environment while doing all of this. If you're a fan of tinkering with marvelous machines, unleashing your imagination to create wonders, and making a positive impact on nature and food production, then land-based engineering is the sensational career for you. It's a magical blend of technology and the great outdoors, where you can sprinkle stardust and leave your mark on the world. Thanks, Aileen. That does present the opportunities in a, in a fun and accessible way. Uh, now, Amy, I hear that you are a budding poet and that you've written a poem especially for this podcast. I can't wait to hear it. In the realm of land-based engineering's embrace, a thrilling adventure, a captivating chase. With skills and imagination, we take flight, designing, building, caring, bringing machines to light. Picture a field, stretching wide and fast, or a garden, where dreams are cast. In need of machines to sow, water, and reap, land-based engineers make the harvest complete. Tractors and harvesters, cool tools they create, transforming farming and gardening's fate. With problem-solving minds, they tirelessly strive, inventing solutions, making tasks come alive. Safety and efficiency, their watchwords dear, machines improved, free from any fear. Fixing troubles, ensuring flawless might, they work their magic, both day and night. But it's not just machines that hold their hearts, the environment, a vital part of their arts. Caring and nurturing, with eco-conscious aim, land-based engineers protect nature's flame. For those who adore the hum of gears, and the beauty that nature reveres, land-based engineering, a perfect blend, where tech and outdoors intertwine and transcend. Unleash your passion, let creativity bloom, making a difference, lifting nature from gloom. In this noble career, the world you can shape, land-based engineering, where dreams take their shape. That's brilliant, Amy. Well done. Uh, so, 
Aileen again. Now, you've sold me on what sounds a really rewarding career, but tell me about the first steps that a school leaver can take to train to be a land-based engineer. As a school leaver, there are a few pathways you can consider to enter the field of land-based engineering. Apprenticeship. Consider pursuing an apprenticeship in land-based engineering. Apprenticeships offer a combination of on-the-job training and classroom learning, allowing you to gain practical experience while earning a qualification. Look for apprenticeship programs offered by companies or organizations involved in agriculture, horticulture, or machinery manufacturing. Vocational training. Explore vocational training programs or technical colleges that offer specialized courses in land-based engineering. These programs focus on practical skills and can provide a solid foundation for starting your career in the field. Higher education, while not mandatory, pursuing a higher education qualification can be advantageous. You can consider enrolling in a diploma or associate degree program in engineering or agricultural engineering. This will provide you with theoretical knowledge and enhance your employability. Work experience. Seek opportunities to gain practical work experience in land-based engineering. Contact local agricultural or machinery companies and inquire about internships, work placements, or entry-level positions. Even part-time or voluntary roles can provide valuable exposure and help you develop relevant skills. Remember, regardless of the route you choose, actively seek opportunities to learn and gain hands-on experience. Attend industry events, join relevant professional organizations, and stay updated on the latest advancements in land-based engineering. Your enthusiasm, dedication, and a willingness to learn will greatly contribute to your success in entering the field. Aidan, what what sort of pay can I expect to earn as a land-based engineer? The salary of a land-based engineer can vary depending on factors such as experience, qualifications, location, and the specific industry sector. It's important to note that the following figures are approximate and can vary. Entry-level or junior land-based engineers can expect to earn around £20,000 to £25,000 per year. With more experience and expertise, the salary range typically increases to around £30,000 to £40,000 per year. Highly experienced and senior land-based engineers can earn salaries of £45,000 or more annually. These figures are a general guideline and can differ based on factors such as the size and type of employer, the complexity of the projects, and the demand for land-based engineers in the specific region. It's worth noting that salaries may also be influenced by additional factors such as overtime pay, bonuses, benefits, and career progression opportunities within the organization. To get a more accurate understanding of the salary range for land-based engineering, it's advisable to research job advertisements, consult salary surveys, and consider factors specific to your location and industry sector. And say I live in the Nottingham area, what are the higher or further education centres providing courses that would be suitable for me to become a land-based engineer? Certainly. While I don't have access to real-time information, Here are a few colleges in or near Nottingham that often offer courses related to land-based engineering. Nottingham Trent University offers a variety of engineering programs, including mechanical engineering, which can be a good foundation for land-based engineering. Central College Nottingham provides vocational training and apprenticeship programs in engineering and related fields. 
they may offer courses that cover aspects of land-based engineering. Derby College, located in Derby, which is close to Nottingham, Derby College offers courses in engineering technology and mechanical engineering that can be relevant to land-based engineering. Brooksby Melton College, located in Melton Mowbray, Leicestershire, this college offers courses in land-based engineering and agriculture, which can be highly applicable to the field. Remember to check the official websites of these colleges or contact them directly for the most up-to-date information on the courses they offer in land-based engineering. Additionally, consider exploring online learning platforms and distance education options, as they may provide courses in land-based engineering that you can access from anywhere. At this point, I'd asked fairly straightforward questions, but I thought I would test the creativity of the AI respondents by asking their view on topical issues. First, provide a case for natural grass versus artificial surfaces. And secondly, create a debate on the pros and cons of taking up land-based engineering as a career. For the natural versus fake grass issue, I once again turned to little Amy to submit a poem that set out the issues. So take it away, Amy. In gardens and sports grounds, a debate unfolds between natural grass and artificial moulds. Let's delve into the tale of these two and explore the benefits they each ensue. Natural grass, oh, how it delights with its vibrant green and natural sights. Aesthetics reign, a picturesque view, an oasis of beauty, forever anew. Soft beneath our feet, a gentle caress, a playground for joy, where memories impress. Cooling the air, a refreshing retreat, nature's gift, in the summer's heat. With safety in mind, it cushions our falls, a natural carpet for athletes and all. A harmonious blend with the earth's embrace, creating a haven, a peaceful space. But what of artificial grass, you may ask? Its merits and wonders, its own unique task. Low maintenance it claims, with no need to mow, a convenience for some, as time's currents flow. Resilient it stands, against wear and tear, a surface that endures, with little despair. Yet, it lacks the touch of nature's embrace, the synthetic world, the simulated space. The beauty of nature, it cannot replicate, the wonders of seasons, it cannot imitate. No purifying breath, no ecological grace, for its nature's intricacy we must embrace. So, as we weigh the benefits at hand, let's remember the treasures of natural land. Aesthetics, safety, and a soul at peace, in natural grass, our hearts find release. In gardens and sports grounds, let us embrace the beauty and essence of nature's embrace. For in its embrace, we find joy and solace, and cherish the wonders of nature's grace. Amy, that was terrific. And now, the debate between Aidan and Aileen on the pros and cons of a career in land-based engineering. And here, I asked a colleague, Ainsley, to join us from Sydney to act as the moderator. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's debate on the value of being a land-based engineer in the UK. We have Aidan and Eileen here, ready to present their viewpoints. 
Aiden will argue in favor of the value of being a land-based engineer, while Eileen will present the opposing viewpoint. Let's begin with Aiden's opening statement. Being a land-based engineer in the UK is incredibly valuable for several reasons. Firstly, land-based engineering plays a crucial role in ensuring efficient and sustainable food production. Engineers in this field develop and improve machinery, such as tractors and harvesters, that help farmers increase productivity and meet the growing demand for food. Their work directly contributes to food security and the well-being of our society. Secondly, land-based engineers have the opportunity to make a positive impact on the environment. They design and implement innovative technologies that promote sustainable farming practices, reduce waste, and minimize the industry's ecological footprint. By combining their engineering expertise with a focus on environmental stewardship, land-based engineers can help address pressing issues such as climate change and resource conservation. Lastly, land-based engineering offers exciting career prospects. With a growing global population and advancements in agricultural technology, the demand for skilled professionals in this field is rising. Land-based engineers can enjoy fulfilling careers with opportunities for growth, specialization, and making meaningful contributions to the agricultural sector. Thank you, Aidan, for your opening statement. Now, Eileen, please present your viewpoint on the value of being a land-based engineer in the UK. While land-based engineering has its merits, it is essential to consider the challenges and limitations of this career path. Firstly, the industry can be highly competitive, with a limited number of job opportunities available. Aspiring land-based engineers may face difficulties in finding suitable positions, especially without extensive experience or specialized qualifications. Additionally, the remuneration in this field may not be as lucrative compared to other engineering disciplines. Land-based engineers often face financial constraints, which can impact job satisfaction and long-term career prospects. Moreover, the nature of the work can be physically demanding and require extensive travel to remote locations. It may involve working outdoors in adverse weather conditions, which can affect work-life balance and personal well-being. Lastly, technological advancements, such as automation and robotics, pose a potential threat to the demand for human labor in land-based engineering. As these technologies continue to evolve, it is crucial for professionals in this field to adapt and upskill to remain relevant. Thank you, Eileen, for presenting your viewpoint. Aidan, you now have the opportunity to respond to Eileen's concerns. I appreciate Eileen's concerns, but it's important to highlight the counter-arguments. While the industry may have its challenges, the growing global population and the need for sustainable food production ensure continuous demand for land-based engineers. It's true that job opportunities may vary, but with the right skills, experience, and adaptability, individuals can find fulfilling and rewarding careers in this field. Moreover, the physical demands of the job can also be seen as a positive aspect, as land-based engineers get to work outdoors and experience the satisfaction of seeing their creations come to life in real-world agricultural settings. Regarding the threat of automation, land-based engineers have the opportunity to embrace and shape these technological advancements. They can play a vital role in developing and implementing cutting-edge solutions, ensuring that human expertise and creativity are integrated with automation for optimal results. Thank you both for presenting your arguments. This debate highlights the contrasting perspectives on the value of being a land-based engineer in the UK.
Ultimately, it's up to individuals to weigh the pros and cons, consider their own passions. So, there you are. Many thanks to my AI friends, Aidan, Aileen, Amy, and joining us from Sydney, my Aussie mate, Ainsley. I have put a full transcript of the AI conversation, including the poems, on the Inside AgriTurf website, a link to which you will find in the show notes of this episode. So, what did I learn? First, that I only participated in the foothills of ChatGPT, and there is much greater sophistication being developed daily. But where will it go from here? Commentators believe that it could well be the single greatest human achievement, but critics argue that it has the potential to be the most destructive. As I record this episode, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is in Washington meeting US President Joe Biden with the implementation of controls on AI development high on the agenda. However, I do remember those days following the mass introduction of computers when it was said that it would lead to much greater leisure time. Now, what happened there? There is little doubt that chatbots like ChatGPT have many useful features. Not only has a range of voices and dialects that could be used in text read-aloud mode, in itself a terrific feature, the translation capabilities are extraordinary, with hundreds of languages and dialects on tap. Or, as they say in Italy, Oltre al fatto che sia stato un divertimento affascinante, cosa ho imparato? Prima di tutto, ho partecipato solo ai primi passi di ChatGPT, che presenta una maggiore sofisticazione incorporata che può avere benefici positivi in determinate applicazioni come risolutore di problemi. The chatbots definitely move several steps beyond simply searching for an answer on Google or other search engines, but they in turn are adding more AI capabilities. It is also crucial how you frame the questions. For, for instance, I entered my first question as what is land-based engineering and got a rubbish reply. It, it wasn't until I entered in the UK that I got some sense out of it. I don't think my respondents could fill in as commentators or indeed podcasters. Those voices hardly constitute good phrasing and easy listening. Again, developers will be working on refinements, I am sure. AI will become an essential tool for scientists, engineers and manufacturers involved in land-based engineering, if it isn't already. But for dealers, skilled technicians will continue to be in demand, but certain back-office tasks may well become easier. And lastly, given that everything in cyberspace has been created by humans, I wonder whether the old saying, garbage in, garbage out, still holds true. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Many thanks for joining me. I'm Chris Biddle, and this is Inside AgriTurf. Music